Hey, thanks for hanging in there. Murphy Houston on Mile High Magazine. Hope you're having yourself a good Sunday. Got a great, great interview for you now. We're talking with Jeff LaMontagne, who's the executive director, Dinosaur Ridge. Jeff, welcome into Mile High Magazine. Hi, thanks for having us on this morning. Can't wait to talk about Dinosaur Ridge. Well, we can't wait for you to talk about Dinosaur Ridge because I've heard about it. My kids have been there on class trips. I'm sorry to say I've been here a long time. I've never been there, but I've heard about it. But for those, you know, there's a lot of people moving into Colorado these days looking for things to do. Staycations are going to be big this summer, and Dinosaur Ridge ought to be a good one. So let's talk about what it is and how it got started. Great. Well, Dinosaur Ridge was actually really started 100 million years ago when dinosaurs left tracks here. (laughs) So we started as an organization about 30 years ago um, because an amazing collection of dinosaur tracks, uh, fossil bones, prints, and other markings that are just unlike almost anywhere else on Earth. And so local paleontologists, scientists, and leaders said, you know, we've really got to work to set this this land aside um, because it was it was getting vandalized and people were starting to steal dinosaur tracks um, and wow. and the, the people that were researching the area said we really have to educate people about this so that they do protect it so it is now a national natural landmark which is um, a subunit of the National Park Service we have about a quarter million visitors a year which is actually higher attendance than many national parks because we're so close to Denver, just to the Alameda and 470. Um, and some of the things that make it uh, really, really famous are that the dinosaur tracks that are here are ranked by paleontologists as the number one dinosaur track site in the country um, and were the site of the first stegosaurus bones discovery as well. And there's just all kinds of things going on here, but it's really one of the most important paleontology sites in the world. I got to back up a little bit, Jeff, here. What do you mean they were stealing? the? How could you steal dinosaur tracks? Like chip them out of the, the rocks or what? Yep. There were a number of instances uh, of people taking chisels to, uh, to the dinosaur tracks and chiseling them out. It's a lot of work, but I guess some people could do it overnight uh, if they set their mind to it. And, uh, and, yeah, we lost several dinosaur tracks that way, and there are still remnants of people, uh, people's chisel marks around other dinosaur tracks. So about 30 years ago, uh, a movement was made to offer, offer greater protection, and then the road up on Dinosaur Ridge was closed, so it would make it harder to take dinosaur tracks about 15 years ago. And ever since then, there haven't been any more dinosaur tracks uh, stolen. And it really sets it aside so that, so that our tour buses and people walking and people biking can, can have all, uh, more space to, to enjoy the tracks and learn about the tracks and bones. So what, what makes Dinosaur Ridge so famous? I mean, you talk about the paleontologists and the certain, is it the certain dinosaur tracks they have there at Dinosaur Ridge? Yeah. I, so there's a number of things that make Dinosaur Ridge famous. It's kind of interesting. So the Colorado State Fossil is the Stegosaurus, and everybody knows the Stegosaurus. And like I said, this was the first place where the Stegosaurus was found uh, back in the 1870s. It was a, it was a huge and, and famous discovery then. And of course, again, Stegosaurus is still much beloved. But it's not just that. The, the track site that we have has about 250 very clear dinosaur tracks that all unfold before you uh, in a very small area. And in fact, even in one spot, you see a, 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 a juvenile dinosaur walking with an adult dinosaur, probably parenting uh, activity or behavior. And it's just, it really is, is wondrous. 
But in addition to the stego bones, in addition to the dinosaur track site, we have a very rare raptor track. We have uh, other, other kinds of dinosaur footprints in different environments. We even have dinosaur, uh, evidence of dinosaur mating scratches, it, all within a mile that you can walk or take an audio tour or take one of our bus tours with our guides. You see all of these really remarkable paleontology discoveries. So it's, it's, it's really the concentration of all these quite amazing things, both to scientists and lay people and to kids. Like everybody, everybody is filled with wonder and awe here. Oh, I'm sure they are. And I'm curious, and I'm sure you can help me with this, Jeff, why so many dinosaurs in one kind of a closed-in area? What was the topography in this area like back millions of years ago? And they'd all gather there. Was it water? Was it food? What was it? Yeah, that's a really good question. So uh, much of Colorado was, and, and, and to the south and to the north, was actually an inland sea about 100 million years ago. And where Dinosaur Ridge sits was essentially the beach or the, or the muddy flat right off the edge of the beach. So it was, you know, it was an area that was lush with vegetation. It was largely uh, tropical or semi-tropical. And it was a place where uh, uh, footprints could be left, um, and a lot of dinosaurs lived and died. So there's just a lot of evidence of their behavior because it was it was close to the it was close to the beach and to the water where they could access water. But it was an area, you know, probably that had a little bit more vegetation that they could access too. So it was the perfect environment for lots of different dinosaur species to congregate and move about and live their lives and die. Did they? Uh, did these dinosaurs live there year round, or did they come in seasonal because they knew that was there? How did that work? That's a really good question as well. Um, I think I think we don't know that for sure, and that's one of the great things about Dinosaur Ridge is you can come and learn uh, what we do know, and then what we think, and then make your own uh, hypothesis and and really wonder about what their what their lives again what their lives and deaths were like. But probably some of them, some of the species lived there year round and others were at least somewhat migratory. So, um, so I, I think there's probably evidence of both, but I think that is, a, that is actually a, a scientific frontier question. Well, that's interesting. And, and who was responsible for protecting the soil of the dinosaurs? Was it a president? Was it a governor of Colorado at the time? Who made that? Well, in, uh, in 1973, uh, it was designated a national natural landmark by the National Park Service. So ultimately, uh, that is a, that's a federal government act. Um, and each state, uh, everyone's familiar with national parks, and I think Colorado has four national parks at, at last right, count. Right. And I think we have, I don't know how many national, national natural landmarks we have, but there's, there's not a whole lot. It's more than national parks, but they're... There are places that um, sometimes actually do get later promoted to national parks. And, of course, we'd love to see that for Dinosaur Ridge, but it's not happening yet. But in the meantime, uh, the federal government has said this is such a, a distinctive place uh, that tells an important natural history story that we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to preserve it. And so when, when it was designated as a national natural landmark, the county, uh, Jefferson County, then uh, was charged with providing more uh, protection for it, and it led to the closure of the road, 
which discouraged uh, vandalism and, and theft as well. Good idea there. Talking with uh, Jeff LaMontagne, who is the Dinosaur Ridge Executive Director. So like so many people that I talk to on Mile High Magazine, Jeff, we talk about how did the pandemic affect you? And everybody's got a story. So what's Dinosaur Ridge's story about the pandemic? What did it do to you guys? Well, I mean, it was tough for a while. We, Like everyone, we, we fully closed down. We had staff uh, furloughs um, and, and cutbacks. But the, the, the overused but true word uh, of the pandemic for, for businesses, including nonprofit businesses, was that we pivoted and we adapted. And so coming out of the pandemic, we have a very popular new audio tour. Lots of people wanted to get out and they found uh, walking Dinosaur Ridge to be a great way to get out in, uh, outside and explore in a socially distanced way. And so our audio tour has been downloaded thousands of times this last year. It's been very popular. We also instituted a special walk with a geologist program uh, that's maxed out at like 10 people. Again, that could socially distance. And our normal bus tours are great. You get a 45-minute personally guided tour with just, you know, a handful of other people with one of our, with one of our tour guides. But our walk with a geologist is a longer experience. It's two or two and a half hours where you – get to slowly walk and look at the bones and the tracks and other dinosaur evidence with one of our trained geologists. So that's kind of new coming out of the pandemic as well. And then we've put together some virtual tours, which you can preview on our website, which is uh, just dinoridge.org. A lot of times schools and other organizations uh, uh, preview and, and utilize our virtual tours, but we have pre-recorded virtual tours. We'll even do live virtual tours for some audiences uh, where where they can log in from another place, even out of state, somewhere else in the world, and we'll take them over the ridge and show them things live. Well, so you, those are those are some of the things we've done. You guys must be really busy out there. Holy cow! You're doing all these things. How do you keep up? Uh, we keep up uh, largely because uh, uh, well, there's a few things. One is we do get funding from SCFD, the Science and Cultural Facilities District. They fund arts and sciences organization around Denver. Uh, and they are they significantly support us. So thanks always to SCFD. Um, but we do uh, a, a lot of our tours we don't charge for. A lot of our tours we do charge for. So our, for our bus tours, we charge for those. We have a gift shop and those things. Uh, and we have, even have an online gift store. That's another thing we started during the pandemic. People are ordering dino gear online. Uh, but those things uh, do uh, help, help fund us. We are largely self-sustaining. Wow, you guys are doing great. Now, is it important, I'm thinking, with all the people you have out there over the year, do you make a reservation, or is it okay just to kind of walk up and let's go? Um, almost everybody walks up and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people just come out and walk. Uh, again, we have people taking the audio tour. But uh, most people that ride our buses uh, do come out uh, and just make same-day reservations. For the most part, if you walk up, uh, you'll be on one of our bus tours uh, in a few minutes, uh, or, you know, it may be a half hour, but in that time we have an exhibit hall uh, and our gift shop, and most people just enjoy hanging out. But, yeah, it's, it's, we're hardly ever, hardly ever backed up. Um, people can make a reservation. Um, uh, you can make a reservation between one and seven days before your bus tour uh, by calling uh, our number, which is 303-697-DINO, 303-697-DINO, Again, one to seven days before your tour, and you can inquire about about reserving one of our buses. And that information's on the website as well? It is, yes, on, on dinoridge.org. 
So I'm kind of curious, because that's what I do. I am curious. Are you making any new discoveries out there that maybe have never been seen before? You know, that we, we keep finding uh, new, like the, the biggest answer is that we keep finding new dinosaur tracks. Uh, we, can't, we can't dig up the whole uh, ridge side. Uh, that's, that, there's a lot of reasons why we don't want to do that. But it is kind of a 40, 45 degree angle on much of the ridge. And over time, different slabs of rock slough off. And when they do, we often find new dinosaur tracks and, and people that are exploring, some of our researchers that are exploring on the ridge. We highlight three or four places where there's dinosaur tracks, but there's actually about a dozen places that have been discovered that have at least one track out on the ridge. Um, so uh, we don't open them all up because we don't want people all over Dinosaur Ridge. No. But it, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And the, the mating scratches that I told you about uh, were discovered just about four years ago. Um, there has, we just had some research done here in the last few weeks about uh, what are called microbial mats, uh, microbe communities uh, that, that dinosaurs actually stepped into. And you can see these fossilized microbes that were disrupted by dinosaur tracks. It's pretty cool. And then I, I mentioned a raptor track earlier that was just discovered three years ago and is only one of four in the country and only one of uh, about a dozen in the world. And it's just it's one track where a raptor is sitting perched and its claws retracted, uh, but it's been it's been peer reviewed and it's it's pretty clear to see. So there is just those are all things in the last five years. So was that uh, was that the raptor like perhaps stalking a dinner at the time? Uh, probably <laughs> yeah. yes. I mean, obviously, it's just a it's a flash in time and and it left its track in the mud. But uh, that's that's very likely actually. Wow, that is fantastic. It sounds very exciting to see a dinosaur ridge. And with school out now and people looking to really get out and about, sounds like the place to go, and it's nearby. I mean, how far are you? About 20 minutes from downtown? Uh, yes, 20 minutes from downtown. I mean, if you get on 6th Avenue, uh, you know, right at, at Santa Fe or Calamus, it's, it's actually less than 20 minutes because you just shoot out 6th Avenue, uh, turn on to 470, and we're right there. We're right at 470 in Alameda. So, yeah, I would say less than 20 minutes from downtown. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, and and really not much more than 20 minutes from anywhere other than, the, you know, I guess from Aurora, uh, it's probably 30 to 35 yeah. minutes. But, but everyone on the west side of town is 20, sure. 25. And you got 470 right there. makes it pretty quick. Yes. I'm looking out the window right now, and 470 <laughs> is literally about three, 400 feet away. Oh, that's, that's great. Right off 470, yeah. yes. Well, uh, Jeff LaMontagne, Executive Director, Dinosaur Ridge, thanks for the update. Very exciting. Keep up the good work out there. Sure. Again, appreciate so much your highlighting us, and we have lots of people returning here, and we can't wait to see folks come out. And Absolutely. we'll take care of you and, and show you everything we got to show. Well, and it's summertime. Might as well do it today, maybe even get out there. Go on out. I imagine you're open like seven days, huh, this time of we year? Are open, we are open seven days a week. Uh, the only days of the year we're closed are Christmas Day, New Year's Day, and Thanksgiving Day. Well, we will miss those days, but we'll come soon. And thanks for being on with us, Jeff. Appreciate it very much. <laughs> All right. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. you. Yeah, you too. And you guys take care. It's Mile High Magazine. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Sunday.